You're listening to the Unheld in News and Review and Pharisee Watch, brought to you by We Hold These Truths. Each week, we look into the events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media, and we analyze these events. Just as in Jesus' day, Pharisees still walk the earth. Among them today are the celebrity Christians who support wars in the Middle East to protect Israel. In our Pharisee Watch portion of the program, we feature stories about the unchristlike acts of these modern-day Pharisees. Our programs are led by Charles E. Carlson, the founder of We Hold These Truths, and author and editor of the Pharisee Watch, and unheralded news features on our website, whtt.org. Joining Chuck are four other founders of We Hold These Truths, Travis Steele is the owner of Steele Engineering. Mark Horton is the president of Ultra Clean Corporation. Chuck McCollum is the owner of Oakshade Development. And Tom Compton is a retired sales engineer and your announcer. Our reader is We Hold These Truths faithful volunteer and dramatist Leslie Ford. Welcome to our podcast. In today's podcast, we've got a subject that's dear to all of our hearts here at We Hold These Truths. It's entitled, The World is Rejecting Angry Evangelicalism. Will Followers of Christ Recognize It and Do So Too? Now, of course, the first question is, what the heck is angry evangelicalism? I think most of our listeners know that one of our objectives is to expose the Christian Zionists and their erroneous beliefs. And angry evangelicalism is another term for Christian Zionism. And it can be exemplified by the attitudes, the unchristlike attitudes of people that believe this. And of course, this belief is wrapped around the concept that the modern state of Israel is a fulfillment of biblical prophecy. And that if we don't honor Israel as a people and as a country, then we're going to be judged by God. Now, most Christians reject this idea because they believe that Jesus Christ was that fulfillment through the lineage of Abraham, and the seed of Abraham was Jesus Christ, as was revealed by Paul uh, in, I believe it was in Ephesians and Galatians, talks about this very thing. But we have such a deeply held belief among the evangelical Christians. Not all these evangelicals have this belief. They have it in varying degrees. There's been estimates that 70 million American Christians that are influenced by Christian Zionist or angry evangelicalism ideas. And, of course, the disconnect is between what Jesus says and what these people do and advocate. I'd like to give an example here. A few weeks ago in our Sunday school class, and I go to an evangelical church, and it has the probably the, the mixture of, of uh, Christian Zionists, angry evangelicals, like any other church. Maybe it's not as bad. I'm not sure. But there's a percentage that are followers of Christ, and that's what they do. Uh, there are some, it may be a third, that fall into this Christian Zionist 
state that you can't say anything against Israel. Anything Israel does is all right, even to the exclusion of Palestinians, even Palestinian Christians. Some of these radical, angry evangelicals will say that a Palestinian, even though he's a Christian who has been living in Israel and what was Palestine for hundreds of years, has no right to be there, that God gave the land to Israel. And so these folks, in our opinion, are racist because God is not a racist. He sees no differences between races, and he extends uh, his hand through Jesus to one and all to accept or reject uh, what Jesus said. But an example of angry evangelicalism happened in my Sunday school class. Our regular teacher, who is a, a very good teacher, and I like him a lot, was out of town. And on the recommendation of another teacher, we got a speaker who was a former Muslim turned to supposedly a Christian telling us about Sharia law. And I like to read the letter I wrote to the teacher after hearing this. And it starts out, Paul, Linda and I have enjoyed, that's my wife, you're in teaching in our Sunday school class. And I go on. A, a few weeks ago, in your absence, you had a missionary to Turkey speak about Islam and Muslims. I felt this talk was even-handed and demonstrated the love of Christ towards Muslims. Last week, Ali, a former Muslim who claims to be a follower of Christ, spoke about Islam and Sharia law. I came away from that presentation with an uneasy feeling. In my opinion, his talk will result in more fear of and apprehension towards Muslims in our fellow believers than compassion and desire to be Christ-like witnesses to Muslims. Not once did Ali mention that Muslims revere Jesus as a prophet. My Muslim friend Hani tells me that he loves Jesus. Perhaps his understanding of Jesus differs dramatically from what I understand from, from the Bible, but I believe him. Rick one of our elders spoke to one of the groups a few years ago about Islam. He mentioned that Muslims revere Jesus also. His talk clearly showed the love of Christ towards Muslims. What is needed are more common ground ideas and fewer divisive ways for followers of Christ to interact with Muslims. I think if you were to do a straw poll of our class about Ali's presentation, you would find that people were more fearful and wary of Muslims than inspired to be friends and witnesses to Muslims after the talk. About a year and a half ago, a gentleman preached at our church, and he said something that struck with me. In his sermon, he said that the world is rejecting angry evangelicalism. And this is where we get this, this topic from here. And I corresponded with the gentleman and to find out what he meant by this statement because he didn't elaborate. Unfortunately, he could not or would not tell me exactly what he meant. Not to fear, here's what I think it is, that its inherents are angry. One of the prominent and core beliefs of evangelicalism is dispensationalism. A belief in dispensationalism doesn't mean that its adherents are angry. But there is a subset of dispensationalists that I describe as dispensationalists on steroids who forget to connect the teachings of Jesus to what they say. 
For example, dispensational TV preachers such as John Hagee and Rod Parsley have publicly called for preemptive military strikes against Iran. These seem like clear examples of angry evangelicalism. Could pronouncements like these be the reason for the world to reject angry evangelicalism? Over two years ago, a person in our class who no longer attends sent me an email that had been floating around the Internet for five years and circulated throughout our church. A friend in our class confirmed that he received the same email. It was a very hateful email towards Muslims that didn't ring true when I read it. I did some research and found it contained untruths. Attached is my response to this unchristlike email. It seems to me that Ali's presentation will have the same effect as this email I just described, develop further distrust and animosity towards Muslims. And I offer a suggestion there, what could be done to have somebody that would give us a more even-handed. But angry evangelicals lap up these kind of presentations. And it was, I felt very disrespectful of our Muslim friends. And it's another example of what we see when we go to churches. We are challenging the churches through our Project Straight Gate because of these unchristlike attitudes that seem to disregard Jesus' commands to be blessed are the peacemakers, love your neighbor as yourself, even love your enemy, turn your cheek. And we don't see that with these angry evangelicals. And it's such a deeply held belief that it is very sad to us here at We Hold These Truths when we see this and experience, and we all experience this at our vigils and standing in front of these uh, churches. We've done now about 100 of these around the country. And how do you change people? Uh, the only way we've found, actually, is we can't really discuss this on a secular basis because invariably the uh, angry evangelicals, Christian Zionists, want to carry the conversation and justifications into the Old Testament. They don't want to talk about what Jesus said and that there would be no justification, for example, calling for a preemptive strike against Iran. Jesus would not. I can't find that anywhere in my readings. Can you, Leslie or or Travis here in the studio? I mean, it... it Certainly not. It, it just doesn't make sense. And the way, I think, is to challenge people. When we were at this last vigil, when we were helping some folks in Fresno, one of our fellows was talking to this group on one corner, and the young guy that was there, a big strapping guy, he walked towards me on the other corner, and his comment to the other people is, well, why aren't they out there saving the lost people that are living around the corner? Well, with the attitudes that these folks have, you wonder who's really lost with this, that they have this disconnect with what Jesus taught us. They don't see that. They see it as two separate issues. They don't want to connect it because their hatred, for example, of, of Iran who might do damage to Israel or the perceived notion that Iran is building a nuclear weapons and would somehow hurt Israel really is kind of preposterous when you look at the fact that Israel has 
some 200 nuclear weapons in its storehouse. It's armed to the teeth. And again, we find that these vigils that we've done all around the country do help to convict people in many cases. In others, they just get, they get angry at us. But our point is to challenge them with what Jesus taught us and to get them to reflect, why is this group at our church? We're followers of Jesus Christ. Well, we need to be consistent followers of Jesus Christ, and that's our contention here at We Hold These Truths. And I think this term, angry evangelical, is good because evangelicalism, if you do a Google search, is searched more than Christian Zionism by four to five to one. So Christian Zionism is not that well understood. It's thought of as this being another form of Zionism, but it is similar in the fact that they both believe that an Israel is somehow the the secular Zionist would not believe that it was designed by God, but they both believe in the state of Israel, and no matter what they do, they believe that it's okay, even to subjugating the people in Palestine and in Gaza, the blockade that's been going on for a number of years now. Do you guys want to add anything more? Yeah, I just want to add one thing. that On a secular basis, the Muslims' method of banking is totally opposite of what the Jewish banks are and the American banks. No interest is charged in their in their banking system. Hmm. Zero interest. You can Google it; and it'll it'll come up. You just bring it up. And then, on a spiritual thing or a uh, behavioral thing, they except for what some other people might argue about the terrorists, which you know I think is a different. Uh, the general population are much less. They wear their, they're not exposing their bodies like Christians in churches do, and their behavior is, in my mind, much better than what some of the Christian people exhibit. A good point, Travis. And you look at typically the Muslim families are much larger. I mean, that's been a big concern in Europe is the fact that they're uh, overpopulating. The Europeans and Americans are having smaller families. And so, in essence, like in Israel also, typically Israelis have very small families unless they're Orthodox. And so they're they're basically committing national suicide by having these small families, whereas the Palestinians have large families, actually. And so... They're actually pro-life. They're actually pro-life. And we see the inconsistencies, we've talked about this in the evangelical church. Surveys have shown that the incidences of divorce in the evangelical church is higher than the general population. Well, how can this be? Jesus didn't advocate divorce. Nowhere do I see that with special exceptions. So we're seeing all these disconnects in the evangelical Christians from what Jesus taught us. And then, of course, there's a big exodus of young people out of the Christian church. It may be that they can 
perceive or intuitively they see this hypocrisy, the divorce and so forth. So it's the old do as I say and not do as I do. And, of course, by setting an example of a godly marriage, that would be a good example to the offsprings. Yeah, they say evangelize, evangelize, and sometimes use words. <laughs> very very good, Travis. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So, well, we hope anyone that listens to this would see that the angry evangelicals are kind of trapped in, in their beliefs. And as a follower of Christ, I think it's important, and I've been wrong many times, uh, I think it's really important that we look back if we are challenged on something and look at our position, whatever it may be, and weigh it against what Christ said. I, for a long time, felt abortion was okay. I thought it was a woman's right to choose. I was more the standpoint that if they want to choose it. But what about the right of the child? When after reflecting on it, I could see that my position was not consistent. And we've talked about this time and time again, the fact that there's an inconsistency with angry evangelicals in the fact that they do claim, and most of them are pro-life, but they see no problem with a war in Afghanistan or Iraq, with the deaths of innocent Iraqi children or Afghanis, or innocent children in Gaza. There were over 300 killed during the incursion by Israel into Gaza in the 2009 attack on Gaza. Leslie. There's many viewpoints concerning Christians' involvement in violence or war, but Jesus himself never advocated killing anyone, no matter how angry he got. And I think Christians should reconsider their angry attitude and remember to love our enemies. If you love your enemies, they're not your enemies anymore. That's, so. that's right. Absolutely. It's as simple as that. It's very simple. But we love to, uh, as I wrote, and I'll put a link on there. There's a piece I wrote entitled The Internet Never Lied in this email that I referred to that was very hateful towards Muslims and untruthful. Why do people like that so much? I mean, if we're followers of Christ, we should be questioning these things rather than just looking at something like that and say, oh, yeah, this is against Muslims. I'll pass this on to Tom. He'll probably want to see this or I'll make him upset or something like that. But it makes no sense because, as Travis just pointed out, our actions speak louder than words by by a long shot. And we hope that anybody that listens to this will understand that Christianity is not about rules. It's a relationship with our Creator through Jesus Christ who came to save us for our sins. And whether or not you believe this, what Jesus taught makes sense still. Love your neighbor as yourself. You don't have to believe that Jesus even lived, but what he taught makes a lot of sense. And if we would just practice what he taught... I mean, I know good atheists who despise Jesus, but they have a concept of love your neighbor as yourself. They may not actually express it that way, but they look at being fair and trying to give the other person a fair shake and that type of thing. So 
we see some people that are definitely anti-religious can be more compassionate than some of the angry evangelicals who get mad at Palestinians for even existing in Palestine, that God gave the land to Israel in perpetuity. All right, well, that concludes our program for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tell a friend about our podcast. And please visit our website, whtt.org. You will find a wealth of information and resources like the latest Pharisee Watch and unheralded news articles. Also, you can order our new video, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Even though this video is copyrighted, we don't mind if you copy it as long as you copy all of it. Then you can educate your friends and acquaintances about the dangers of Christian Zionism. Start small, think big, and press on toward the straight gate.